welcome to a terrible football show. Uh, this is episode 13. I am Alex Light with Sparky3. Feeling much better. Shout out to Shane who held it down last week and kind of took the reins for me so I didn't have to talk and completely blow up my voice for the game awards that we ultimately did not do. Apologies on that. I, we were, I was just too sick and so was another one of my boys. It happens sometimes. Uh, but we are back once again. Uh, no Tyler in this episode, but I did shoot him a message and I did tell him that if he wanted to randomly pop in, he could because we are doing this over Discord. I got Shane here. Shane, how you doing? How you feeling this wonderful evening? I'm pretty good figuring that we're actually get to do the show. I know it's not our normal in person that I yep. that I normally prefer, but hey, I guess we're when things come awry, we just gotta bandage it together and make it work, right? That's true. I did not have power. It hit about three thirty. Uh, me and Shane, we're going to pair up about four at my place, and uh, I get a message from Intergy saying that my power was out. So I'm like, well, that's lovely. And it didn't come back on until 7 o'clock. So we're making it work. We're making it happen. Like I said, Tyler may pop in. I don't know. I mean, I messaged him on Discord if he wanted to pop in at any point in time. Uh, he can feel free to. But uh, we at least got Shane here, so we're going to get the show rocking and rolling. Uh, for this episode, we will be recapping NFL Week 14. Uh, we got the FCS playoffs round three to kind of look at how we did there, as well as the college rewards. And then looking ahead for NFL Week Teen, Week 15, and we will be calling the first batch of the bowl games. The game, the bowl games that we're going to be calling this episode will be taking place between the 17th to the 22nd. Uh, so we got like what? I think like 12 bowl games, maybe. Uh, yes, 12. Yeah, 12. Got 12 games. So that's what's up. Uh, so first off, you could go follow us on Twitter at TerribleFBShow. We'd definitely appreciate that follow as well as checking out other shows like Lighthearted Gamers, Anime Plus, and talking about movies and stuff, which we should have a new episode of talking about movies and stuff sometime in the near future because Spider-Man No Way Home is about to come out. Uh, we're going to see it Thursday. Super pumped up about that. Ready to talk about it. And then I'm ready to go see it again Friday morning. It's going to be a great time. As of I'm right now, I know again. everything that happens, though, because I'm a spoiler freak. <laughs> And I'm going to be seeing it again Friday night. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, we're, we're going to have a good weekend with Spider-Man, that's for sure. Uh, and lastly, if you want to support us, for, support us further, the Patreon's a great way to do so, but do not feel obligated. Just be a friend, tell a friend that you're watching or listening. Shout out to Andy, our Tier 1 patron. I appreciate the hell out of you, my friend. Uh, with all that said, I guess we're ready to kind of hop into things. Um, Shane, you got anything on your mind uh, before we actually jump into our football talk? Uh, yeah, kind of want to – we can bring in these uh, and talk about these – uh, quarterbacks that or these this massive transport portal that's going on right now. Oh man, it's wild! <laughs> it's wild. You know who would have thought Spencer would uh, would go to South Carolina? Yeah, no one saw that coming, and really big drama coming out of Auburn with Bo Nix sure. entering the um, portal. Yep, and then Tank Tank B- Bigsby entering the portal, and then as of today, um, going back and saying he's staying with Auburn. So. And then the uh, USC quarterback entered the portal as well. Um, No landing spot on him yet. Uh, The Hawaii quarterback, Javon, he entered the portal a couple weeks ago, and he is now committed to San Jose State. Wish him the best there. Uh, We have a lot of people leaving um, Hawaii at the moment. But I did see that Hawaii did get uh, one transfer from, I believe, Iowa State. I believe it was a safety. So that was cool. Uh, But, yeah, no, lots of quarterbacks in the portal right now. Definitely would never have guessed – uh, Rattler to go to South Carolina. That wasn't even on my freaking radar. I mean, I thought it was going to be like Arizona State or something like that, you know? Yeah. We talked about this, what, two two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Yeah. When when um, it was first kind of rumored that um, when Caleb was really starting to 
to show himself as the as the future of that program, we we started speculating on where he was going. I think it also was right when Lincoln Riley took the USC job, and it was right after that. What is the what is his name? Uh, Malici, the number two quarterback in the country this upcoming year. Uh, Malachi Nelson, I believe. Malachi Nelson. He announced that he was going to go to USC. So then we were like, okay, well, Rattler's not going to go to USC. Where he's going to go? And I know typically between us three, Arizona State was was pretty much like the top hometown kind of landing spot for him because he's from that area. So, but yeah, uh, moving forward with the rest of the quarterbacks in the transfer portal right now because I know that the, when it comes to college football, quarterbacks are kind of important. Um, so you got Texas A and M's Zach. No, I apologize if I put you his name. Zach Calzada um, entered the portal yesterday. Um, as you mentioned, USC's quarterback Kendon Slavis yep. or Kendon Slavis uh, into the portal, and as I mentioned earlier, Auburn's quarterback Bo Nix entered the portal. Uh, Radler entered the portal and then transferred. We've already announced he went to South Carolina. LSU's quarterback Max Johnson's in the portal. Indiana's quarterback Michael Penix Jr. is in the portal. Oh yeah, he is, isn't he? And Adrian Martinez um, from Nebraska, he's in the portal as well. well. Adrian Martinez, the 12th-year senior. <laughs> I'm sure he has a 401K by now. Right. Um, Ohio State's quarterback, Jack Miller. So they have yep. now lost two quarterbacks uh, in the portal. Um, UCS quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, which I think he's announced already that he's going to Ole Miss, right? I think so. I think Ole Miss is going to be his destination, which I'll be excited to see how he does. I mean, I like I like Dylan. And then you got Purdue, Purdue's quarterback, Jack, uh, Jack Plummer. In the portal, hmm. so like I said, and there's and there's a lot more drama in the portal right now. You've got half of our, uh, Oklahoma's offenses in the portal. Yeah, um, you have like three receivers. You have a cornerback. You have an a two offensive linemen and a running back from Oklahoma in the portal. Um, yeah, it's it's literally like NFL free agency. It at is. This point. It feels wild, right? Like, I mean, the portal hasn't been around that long, but, like, this is, like, the most severe it's ever been used, I feel like. 100%. Yeah, I, I got to say one thing about that is uh, whenever the new college football game comes out, I really hope the portal is utilized in, in the game like it is, like it's being used right now because that would be absolutely insane uh, to play for hey, a dynasty and have to deal with this. I agree, and also I think kind of like how you can be an NFL owner and make moves um, with the NFL, with an NFL uh, franchise uh, in that, I hope they bring a thing to where you can be an AD and oh, you can yeah, set yeah. up like fundraisers and stuff for your school or uh, boosters or something like that, and also to where you can hire your own staff. I think that'd be I think that'd be pretty cool to do. That would be a nice feature that I don't, I don't know if the game has had or if it hasn't. I don't know if it's had it for a it, very it, long time. So, NCAA Football 14 has a coaching carousel. Yeah, I know you that. Can't, but you can't control, like, who you get or who you don't get, who you lose. So, it would be nice to be, like, an athletic director and trying to, like, negotiate for coaches to stay or let them walk and negotiating other coaches to come in. Right. Um, and things like that. So that'd be pretty cool. Speaking of coaches, uh, shift change here in conversation. Uh, did you see that uh, the NFL owners are voting tomorrow to allow the last two weeks of the regular season for teams to contact other teams for head coaching and GM uh, vacancies? I did not. Yeah, that's they're voting on it tomorrow. So if that passes, that'll be kind of wild because, you know, normally that's not something that happens till the actual offseason. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I'm wondering how much that will impact maybe some of these playoff teams. Like, is it going to be set up where it's just like, oh, yeah, you come work for us when, you know, you make your run, you know, <laughs> if you go to the Super Bowl, whatever. Yeah, or is I it think, just like, I no, you need to be done? I think it, yeah, it very well, very well it could be like college when the coach kind of has an option, you know, especially if you're a coordinator right? Um, on a playoff team. Like, okay, well, do I want to stay here with this team and make this run or do I want to go ahead and skip out and go to this other team and, start my start my process so it'd be interesting to see yeah i'm looking forward to it man because there's going to definitely be some co- uh, coaching uh, vacancies here soon as well as some gm ones you know one of the ones that we're going to potentially talk about here today is this urban meyer situation it's fucking ridiculous uh we're gonna all right let's roll through our uh, previous week predictions and everything and then we'll jump into we'll, we'll start with some nfl talk today uh we'll start with some nfl talk talk urban myers we'll talk about some bills and a couple other things but first off with our predictions uh, last week, I went 11 and 3 for my NFL picks. That brings me to 100, 125, 82 and 1 uh, for college, our one normal game. Uh, I, I, I lost, you know, it was the Army Navy game. That brings me to a 72 49 overall record. For FCS playoffs, I went 3 and 1, brings me to a 13 7. Tyler went 11 and 3 in the NFL as well, bringing him to a 119, 88 and 1. Uh, he picked a Navy, so he went 1 0 in college, bringing him to a 57 63. Uh, for the FCS playoffs, uh, he went 1 and 3. Bring him to a nine eleven. Shane, you went nine and five in the NFL, bringing you to a thirty one twenty seven. Uh, you also picked Army, so zero and one there. Seventeen fourteen overall for college for the FCS playoffs. You also went thir- uh, three and one, and that's bringing you to a thirteen seven. So me and you, man, we're we're tied up there with the FCS playoffs. We'll see how it'll go to finish things off. Mm-hmm. And with this, uh, we are you know now entering bowl season. Playoffs for the FCS, of course. So our normal college picks are officially come to a close. These are our games of the weeks. These are the picks that we have personally went out and selected. So let's uh, let's take a look at. It. Let's break everything down per category. Uh, starting with me, like I said, I went seventy-two and forty-nine overall, uh, which you know was the best out of really me and Tyler. Shane, I'm not gonna really count you since you came in so late, uh, which shocks me with how I started. I did not start hot at all. Um, for the picks that I personally went out and selected, I went 61 and 40 for FBS game of the week. I went five and one. I think my one loss was picking Michigan state at one point FCS game of the week. I went three and two and terrible game of the week. I went three and six, uh, for Tyler, he went 58 and 63 for his picks. He went 49, 52 FBS game of the week. He also went five and one FCS game of the week. He actually went zero and five. And it was his idea to bring in the FCS game of the week, and he did not win a single game, which I find hilarious. <laughs> uh, for terrible game of the week, he went four and five. Uh, Shane, like I said, you went 17, 15. Uh, for your picks that you went out and selected, you went 14, 13. FBS game of the week, one and one. FCS game of the week, one and oh. And then terrible game of the week, one and one. Uh, for our previous spreads, oh uh, and two for college for me, nine and 11 overall. Uh, NFL, though, I, went, I did go five and one. Uh, so what, what, what these spreads have told me the last few weeks is that I'm going to suck ass at college and probably need to avoid it, but I might can make us some money at the NFL. That's what this told me. I'm now nine and three in overall for NFL betting, uh, college, uh, for Tyler, he went zero and two, bring him to a five and 15 for his college betting. That's rough, uh, for NFL he went three and three, bring him to a six and six overall. Shane, you went one and one in college, bring you to a fourteen and eight. Uh, you also went three and three in the NFL, bring you to a six and six as well. With that said, let's jump into our talking points. Like I said, we'll start off with uh, we'll start off with NFL because I guess we'll lead things off with Urban Meyer situation. Because holy shit, all season long this continues to get worse. 
at week after week, this fucking shit continues to get worse. So there was uh, like the leaked article, the article from uh, Tom Paracero, uh, I believe is who put it out about basically the environment within the building where like Urban Meyer pulled like his, you know, assistant coaches to the side and made them defend their resume to him. Or it's just like, you know, cause he, you know, he's a winner and they're all losers, you know, based on the resume cause he's won national championships and they're just all losers. You know, there's that, there was a whole situation with James Robinson being benched for like 20 plus plays and he didn't even get put back in until Trevor Lawrence came up and said, yo, we need to get this guy back in. I mean, he's our leading rusher. Like, why isn't he playing? Uh, you know, after the game, Urban Meyer was just like, oh, yeah, that wasn't, um, that wasn't my decision. Uh, that was the, you know, the, that was the running back's coach's decision. So, I mean, how is it not your decision? You're the head coach. You know what I mean? And then there, I know I saw this one uh, press conference as well, which I think uh, you guys may have sent this uh, in our group chat. I think it was Tyler, where he was asked about a certain player. And Urban's like, yeah, I think I, I think he's getting back out there. I don't have his exact numbers out in front of me right now. But, yeah, he's getting back out there. He played zero snaps. Urban has yeah. no clue, no clue what's happening on this team or in this building. And, like, that handshake after the game with Mike Vrabel, mind you, Mike Vrabel was on Urban Meyer's coaching staff at, at Ohio State. Like, these two are supposed to be, in theory, you know, buds, in, in theory, you know, that Urban Meyer just looked so fucking done. Just like, yeah, get the fuck out of my face. The most half-ass handshake, not even looking at Mike Vrabel. You know, like, dude, fire this fucking man. Like, you know, you, you see you see it all the time, right? You know, Shane, you've seen it for years. I've seen it. Tyler's seen it. We've all seen it. Where you'll have, like, these really great college coaches try to make a swing in the pros, and they're just they're not built for the pros. And that is what we have seen here. But in all the other cases that we've seen this in the past, have you seen a bigger collapse than what we're seeing with Urban? I know Bobby Petrino didn't even make it through a season. I, I know that. But – even though that's the case, I don't think Bobby Petrino had the sort of collapse this has had. Have you seen anything like this before? I mean, like, this is the biggest collapse that I've seen. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll agree with you. This is definitely the biggest kind of dysfunctional franchise that was already bad and it just kind of turned to worse very quickly when bringing on Urban Meyer. And, and you bring in Bobby Petrino, that was kind of a mess too because – you know, he was promised running, being able to run this high-powered offense and, and pros, and it just didn't deliver. And then, of course, he left on his own will. Yep. Um, the way he kind of left was really shitty, but, sure. you know, he wasn't fired. He wasn't – there was no scandal like it was in Arkansas, but he did leave um, the NFL to come to Arkansas. Um, so I guess I kind of gave him some leniency on that because, I mean, the three years he had was, was great, but – no, you're right. This this was Urban Meyer and that whole that whole organization, that whole franchise right now is just a mess. And what kills me about it is the Jags, like, I consider them my second team, man. And, like, Shad Khan is a joke of a fucking owner. He's not going to fire Urban. Yeah, because he even already came out and said that he's just like, yeah, I'm not going to make any hasty decisions. This dude kept uh, Doug Marone way too long, like two seasons too long, you know. To, you know, to really let him have a chance, to, you know, which I get it. You know, you don't want to keep fire a coach every single year. Like, I get that, man. Because it's going to rack up in contracts that you're going to be paying. Because I think it was like, I think they're done with it now. But last season, if they would, if, if the Jets would have fired Adam Gase last season, then they would have been paying the new coach, Adam Gase, and still Todd Boyles if they would have done that. I think they're done with Todd Boyles' contract now. I could be wrong. 
Jets could be paying Todd Boyle still right now for one more season. But the point is, I get it. You know, you don't want to just fire coaches super quickly. But, man, when it's this obvious that it's not working, when you have players that very obviously don't want to be there, like Marvin Jones, a veteran player who made it through Detroit, mind you. He played at Cincy, played at Detroit. You know, Cincy is, yeah, it's on the rise right now. But Cincy's kind of a, you know, it's it's had its rough you know, past, you know, years before Burrow came in. Obviously, they got the number one pick after all. You know, he made it through Cincy. He made it through Detroit. Fine. He comes down to Jacksonville. This dude literally leaves the facility and has to be begged to come back by other coaches by saying, no, it's cool now to come back. It's cool now to come back. He comes back, then him and Urban Meyer get in a fight on the field. Like, bro, when it's this obvious that this dude's not working, you need to get him gone. You know, hashtag fuck Urban Meyer. This dude's a scumbag. He's a piece of shit. You know, he's a terrible head coach in the NFL. Point blank and simple. Get rid of him. But Shad Khan's going to probably hold on to him. And that's the unfortunate part is I I see a legitimate road here where Shad will not fire Urban Meyer. And that's what fucking kills me. You know, what really kills me about Urban Meyer, going back to, no, I didn't really follow Urban Meyer up until he coached at Florida. But even though, even with him being there with Florida, him winning games, but him having the kind of character players on that team um, and the kind of discipline stuff that was having issues with that team. I mean, you had Cam Newton had the issue with yeah, yeah. Uh, stealing laptops, right? Yep. And then, of course, you had the Pouncy Boys, which was always causing trouble off the field. Um, now, don't get me wrong, great football players, but again, always causing trouble. Um, off the field at Florida. Now, when they got into the NFL, they did kind of calm down here and there. But um, and of course, the whole Aaron Hernandez thing. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm sure you can just go down that that list um, of that roster and, and point out some massive um, glowing issues off the field. Um, and then you know he left he left Florida for health issues. <laughs> and then what two or three years later, he's back at Ohio state. Right. Um, and the kind of same thing kind of was happening. He was winning games, winning national championships, but he continued to have a couple players that um, were having disciplinary issues. Um, and that's when people started questioning urban Meyer and his leadership and the way he runs his team. And then again, he leaves due to, health issues, and I think less than two years later, he's now the coach of Jacksonville. Yep. Which, and then now we see what's going on there. I mean, of course, yes, he was at his own bar or something like that, or own bar when he had that lady dancing on him. But And fingering at, a puddle. Can't forget yeah. that. And then, I mean, there's just things and things go on that people should know. This Urban Meyer, he may be a great football coach when it comes to college, but he is not a good person. Uh, his morals are all kinds of whacked up. Um, and it definitely needs to be put in check. I saw one person uh, comment out that, um, especially with how this season has gone, where it's just like further proven that Urban's only been successful <laughs> because of the level of talent he's had, you know, at Florida and Ohio State, where someone's just like, Urban's last great accomplishment is when he won the Mountain West with Utah, and I'm just like, damn, that, <laughs> that could be true. Because think about it, man, he just gets plethora of talent at Florida and Ohio State, so... Shit, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, his last great accomplishment might have been winning the Mountain West. Yeah, that's, I don't know, I've never liked Obermeyer ever since. I haven't either, I, I but really, this really lost makes respect me for him, him when he left Florida 
after all the disciplinary actions, skipped out on Florida's uh, NCAA sanctions that was implemented on them shortly after due to health issues, and then a short two years, three years later, he's coaching Ohio State in the national championship. So, right, yeah, yeah, he's he's a piece of shit. Fucking fire his ass. He probably they probably won't fire him though. Um, moving on from there, uh, I do want to follow up with a conversation that we had last week, but we have to address the elephant in the room. Uh, I mean, let's yeah, be real. I mean, we can we can easily skip over. <laughs> no, no, no. We need to, I mean, look, man, it's a terrible football show. What do you expect from us? Okay, we're, we, it's the marketing of the show. Okay, we're a terrible show. We forget stuff. My bad. Uh, last week, uh, I think it was Shane you brought up about like a possible award winners for the NFL. We were talking defensive rookie of the year and completely failed to mention Micah Parsons. <laughs> How did we do that? I do not know, <laughs> but shame on us. <laughs> yeah, very much so. I mean, he's he's broke the Dallas Cowboys rookie sack um, yep. record, he, which is um, previous owned by Demarcus Lawrence, who's a Hall of Famer. Um, he's, he's pretty close or if not already broke the NFL record for sacks as a rookie. Um, he can, and like you, we were speaking to earlier before, um, we started the show, he could very well be the first person, um, since who, what was his name again? Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor to win defensive player of the year and rookie, uh, defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, they held up his stats right now. And uh, the reason why the argument's being made is because, I mean, one, he's you, you got to look at how he's been how he's being utilized, right? Like he's got, I think, twelve sacks currently, or four, twelve or fourteen. It's one of the two, and um, he's not even a he's not even a dedicated pass rusher. That's what's so impressive is that he has those sack numbers, but he is not a dedicated pass rusher. That is not his primary job. His job is all over the field right now. I mean, he can go play middle, he can go play the pass rush, and that's how they're using him. So that's what that's one thing that makes it so fascinating. But they were holding up statistics of all the major stats of where it's like tackles, sacks, uh, pressures, tackles for a loss, and they compared it to Khalil Mack's 2016 Defensive Player of the Year campaign. Mike is better in every category. There's no category he's not better than. So, like, that, that, is, that is, you know, right now – we need to actually, like, as a society, really come come together and, and acknowledge that, okay, this rookie is probably our defensive player of the year. You know, because that was another thing that we talked about just last week was who is the potential defensive player of the year. We mentioned, you know, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Trayvon Diggs, all great picks. Micah Parsons needs to be in that conversation, potentially even the front runner. Yeah, that's some kind of stat, stat check here. Through 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 games. He has 75 tackles, 18 assisted tackles, 12 sacks, and a forced fumble. No, three forced fumbles. Insane. Insane. Absolutely nuts. A rookie. A rookie, man. is. I mean, this guy is arguably the best defensive player in the NFL, and he's a rookie. And that's wild. That's wild. And, and you know, in uh, you know, he deserves defensive rookie of the year. You know, Patrick Sertain is balling. I stand by that. But you know, this guy is the true defensive rookie of the year and potentially defensive player of the year. Like it wouldn't shock me if he got either one. It which is going to be wild to see. I can't wait for it. I cannot wait for the awards. Yeah, I mean, it's going to definitely be interesting, especially with the MVP talk cranking back up. With, in my opinion, Aaron Rodgers being the front runner. 
um, at, at the moment. Um, but Matthew Stafford definitely put himself back in the conversation with a win over Arizona. True, true. Um, Kyler Murray did his thing, even though they lost. He still played outstanding. Um, did you see the play, the very first play of the game with Arizona and the Rams? I know I'm kind of getting off topic right quick. No, but no, no, this, I didn't. It was insane. Aaron Donald, I think his name was Matt Diaz, is a is a right tackle for um, Arizona. Uh-huh. Or is a guard. I forgot which one. I think it's a tackle because the tackle's on the end. Um, Aaron Donald, this this Matt Diaz dude, he's like 6'4", like 300-something pounds. Um, Aaron Donald literally picked this man up like a baby <laughs> by his shoulder pads and threw him. And they showed his face like being picked up. <laughs> like, like him, Kyler Murray, like were this like astonished because Aaron Donald literally picked him up, threw him like threw him like away, and came after Kyler. Like it was insane. But <laughs> Aaron Donald's just a freaking nature. Yeah, it's nutty. Oh man. Um, next topic we got here: um, Are the Bills dead? Like, really? Are they dead? Is it, is this done? Like, we know they have the pass offense. We know they got the defense. But, man, I'll be real. Unless they can get an actual running offense to help take pressure off Josh, they are not making a run flat out. Like, are they dead? Is that Do you share that same opinion? I, yeah, I do. And I kind of see it as almost as an issue. Like, uh, uh, really, I can't even think of it because they were so hot in the, early in the year. And you know they lost, they got blown out by somebody, and then lost to somebody six to nine. And offense showing, offense is showing glaring inconsistencies, especially coming from running the ball. And Singletary is not getting it done. Of course, Zach Moss isn't going to get it done. They need to definitely seriously look at the draft or some kind of free agency and um, try to get a running back. Um, I don't know. I haven't really been paying attention to how well their offensive line is playing in overall, but not bad, not bad. They just don't have good running backs. That's the problem. Zach Moss yeah. and the other whoever else is back there. I'm drawing a blank. De- Devin Singletary. Singletary. Neither yeah. one of them, man. Neither one of them is a guy. They need a guy, man. Because right now, like you're in a position where you've been in, where you're putting all your pressure on Josh, and like <sighs> most quarterbacks can't do that. Dude. Most can't. <laughs> I mean, we we've seen it even with you know the uh, the Chiefs before, where they'll have Patrick throw sixty fucking balls and maybe lose the game. Like it, you can't just have a, a one dimensional offense; it just doesn't work nine times out of ten. Yeah, and it'd be interesting. It, it could be a very well be a situation to where they may look at you know possibly the best running back in the draft, which in my opinion is of course if Kenneth Walker does decide to come out. He very well could be the top running back coming coming out, um, you know, and, and and that'd be right in their wheelhouse. I don't know if they if they'd be if they think that he's worth an, a first round draft pick, but he could definitely fall to them in the draft, um, and that'd be a, a very big pickup. I agree. I agree. They they got to look at it, draft or free agency or something trade. I don't know. They need to figure it out. Um, Last little thing that we have here for the NFL that I want to p- point out here, just because I thought it was fucking ridiculous. Did you see that uh, that two minute shit from Chase Claypool with the with the yeah. What the hell is this guy doing? He, he got up, 
showing a little first down thing and there's, they don't, they don't have any timeouts and the clock's running. And, uh, I think it was the center, the center, they went, ran over there, like pushed him out of the way and grabbed the ball to give it to the ref. Yeah. It's just a thing of, you know, he's like, what a third year player. Yeah. Yeah. He's a third, yeah. Year player. third or second, third. Oh, nope. Second, yeah. second. So second year player, it's just not knowing the moment. Right. It's, it's a situation like people were dogging him on Twitter um, but it's a situation like he, he got in the heat of the moment. I understand it wasn't necessarily a big play. Like it was only like a four yard pass or something like that. Right. But it, it was a first down that they needed. So he, he was trying to hype himself up. And, but at that moment, you just got to be mature enough to just get up, give the ball to the ref and get the ball, the, get the ball spiked because ultimately he, he lost the, like he lost him like five to eight seconds yeah. probably off the clock. Yeah, he did. So. Man, it's ridiculous. And what's what killed me was after the game, you know, in the presser, you know, he first openly admitted that he needed to be better and, you know, not uh, do that sort of thing. But then he went on to, like, blame his teammates, where it's just like, yeah, I was going to give it to the ref, and they just came and took the ball out of my hands. Like, no, fuck, shut the fuck up. No, you weren't. Yeah, you can see on the video, he is literally, like, he point, like, he's on one, he's on his left knee. And he points with his left arm, first down, and he, like, sits there for a second. And then everybody's, like, panicking, like, looking at him. And then finally the center, I don't know his name, but he runs over and, like, runs over there and, like, shoves him out of the way and grabs the ball, gives it to the ref, and they all get set. Um, yeah, it's just a thing of, of, of awareness, and you got to realize the moment that you're in, right? Um in, in order to do that, because in pros, it's not like college. It, the time doesn't stop with the first down. Right. So I would like to, and that's, a, I mean, him, Claypool, or Claypool and um, Juju Smith, they're both kind of like these flashy guys. They they make a big play. They score a touchdown. Like, they like doing all these fancy dances. That, and that's fine. and That's cool for the NFL. But in that kind of moment, you've just got to be aware of what kind of moment you're in at the time and just do what you need to do to keep the ball moving efficiently and spending six, seven seconds doing that and not getting like the thing is what with that as well, like you can easily get the first down, do it real quick, first down and then run. It takes literally half a second. Right. But the thing is that really irks people is that he sits there on the ground, like with a knee. Yep. And they're sitting there like, man, you gotta be, you gotta be aware of the moment. Yeah. A hundred percent. You do, man. It's, it's idiotic. Uh, honestly, I'm gonna go ahead and throw this out there. It would not shock me if Chase Claypool got cut uh, by the, you know at the end of the season because Mike Tomlin was pretty damn pissed, and you know he was already pissed as it was because he benched Claypool earlier in the game for some for some dumb decision. I think it was taunting. Um, so I mean, I, I could legitimately see Clay, uh, Chase Claypool getting cut because like Tomlin's just like, all right, I'm done with this. This is this is ridiculous. Yeah. It, it definitely can, can become a situation like that to where, you know, if he doesn't show maturity at the, up and towards the end of the year, um, that, you know, Mike Tomlin is a guy, he does not put up with the type of shit at all. True. So he will not give two shits. I mean, he literally let Antonio Brown walk. <laughs> and Le'Veon. And Le'Veon. In his prime. Like, yeah, he does not give a shit. If you're not the character type of player that he wants, you will not play for Pittsburgh, or if you do, you won't be on there very long. So it's very possible. Um, I don't think they'll cut him. I think 
he's still a viable asset at, at that receiver position. They definitely can get something for him, but I would it would not surprise me either if he's on the moves this offseason. Right. Uh, last couple things for NFL before we move on to some college awards. Uh, first and foremost, shout out to, of course, um, the the Denver Broncos. Uh, you're you know you're t- one of your teams uh, starting off the game with ten players on the field uh, in honor of Demarius Thomas, who unfortunately passed away this past week, um, and you know leading up to a day uh, delay of game, which the, the Lions did decline. So shout out to that, just a very classy moment from the Lions and from the the Broncos organization. Um, so, for, you know, so yeah, definitely shout out to that T's and P's to all the friends and family to Demarius Thomas, you know, dude was a stud in the NFL dude was a stud at Georgia tech. It's just unfortunate situation, you know, just a, a, from what I've seen a, a passed away due to a seizure, um, just had a seizure while in the shower is what I, is what I saw. Um, you know, so that is an unfortunate thing. You know, um, uh, my, my dog deals with seizures actually. Uh, so, I mean, I, I get, I get from it. I get from one standpoint, how, how scary a, seizure can be for for an individual or in my case an animal so t's and p's on that situation um outside of that shane do you have any other thoughts on anything uh nfl related like uh, any thoughts on the bears packers game what about that uh you know cardinals rams game big 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 win for the rams man rams needed that uh rams needed that they uh by beating the cardinals it puts the packers in first place right now for the nfc you know any thoughts on anything like that that happened yeah, um, a couple things. For one, the Bears-Packer game, man. Pack, the Bears, in my opinion, played a really good game up until that defensive lineman decided to be a smart idea to <laughs> discount, double-check Aaron Rodgers. Um, Robert, Robert Quinn, Robert Quinn, sorry. And it, and it kind of went downhill from there. But um, for the most part, you know, from I, I, mean, I only, saw, only got to see clips of the game, but, you know, they – probably had one of their best showings that they've had all year um, from what I've seen. But I would like to mention one thing. With um, with the Rams beating Arizona yesterday, um, it's the first time in like 40 years that they're at this point in the, in the season, they're, every team at least has three losses in the NFL. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, and it could uh, potentially um, have some chaos on down the line if some other stuff happened. And with regarding that as well, I think this is one of the most chaotic and one of the most kind of like you really don't have like as a top tier teams, you really don't have a team that you're like, okay, they're going to sit here and win this game. This like, right? It's kind of up for grabs, you know. Like you ha- kind of have like a, a pool of teams that are in the running, but out of those, out of that pool, you you don't have a clear-cut favorite, you know right, what I mean? Right. So it definitely makes an interesting uh, NFL season. Um, I, I just thought of one last thing uh, for NFL because it just popped out the other day. I think you shared it to us uh, about the reports that apparently that come this offseason, Russell Wilson's going to be seeking a trade. Um, I don't remember if we talked. I think that was just a couple of days ago, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Uh, the so news if, broke. If that happens, that. I think you and I are both at agreeance. If, if he does get traded, I don't see Pete Carroll coming back. Yeah, and, you know, I've been saying it for now. This is the third week. Um, if anything happens to, to Russell Wilson, whether he's traded it out or he signs a contract somewhere else, Pete Carroll will look for another job. Um, I don't know how many college – 
um, opportunities there are, but I'm sure Lincoln Riley would love to have him as a DC or, you know, Oregon would love to have him as a DC or, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he can easily find a spot that could, uh, you know, pay the bills. <laughs> yeah. Or he may, he, he may actually stick around and try to take another shot at, uh, drafting a quarterback, you know, he, I mean, Hey, he got one, right. You know, I mean, obviously his initial pick for a franchise savior, I believe was Matt Flynn, if I remember correctly, signed him to a, 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 a not, a, you know, a, a decent veteran deal. Uh, but then of course drafted Russell in the third round. So I don't know. He might, he might stay, he might stay and take another shot at drafting in the, in, you know, first round later round or something. I don't know. We'll see. Very well. So, but the thing that's kind of a glaring issue with me is you're losing a franchise quarterback in Russell Wilson because the front office don't want to bring, I'm not saying don't want, doesn't want to, but almost isn't capable of bringing talent to Seattle to surround Russell Wilson, even when that player wants to come to Seattle. Yep. And Seattle's already a really hard place to get players to go there. Um, but, I mean, you saw Seattle was in, you know, Odell Beckham's top three, wasn't able to pull him out. And there is, I mean, there's been players for the last two or three seasons that's come out and said, I would love to play for Seattle. But for some reason, somehow, that front office is just not able to to get them. True. And you know what's sad is that, you know, literally the only pieces they need is offensive line and a running back, you know. They got a couple yeah. of good stud receivers, you know. Just get those two pieces there, you know, and they, they could maybe make a run. I don't know, man. It's stupid. You know, so we'll, we'll, we'll continue to monitor that situation and see how your team does uh, handle that. It, it'd be a bummer if your team lost the Russell Wilson. Well, I'm a big Russell fan, so wherever he goes, I'll be a supporter of. But that will be an unfortunate uh, day to come. Um, let's jump over to awards. Uh, Shane, why don't you kind of run us through different award winners? I don't have everyone on here on our script. So if you got anything else you want to shout out, feel free. Why don't you run us through the award winners here? Mostly because I've been consistently trying to fight off coughs for the past 20 minutes. And whenever you're talking, I'll mute and cough. So this is going to be another opportunity for me to mute and cough. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Uh, let me get them pulled up here. Um, I'll kind of go over the ones that we have here. Um, so of course, Heisman and the Maxwell were both won by Bryce Young. No surprise. Um, Walter, uh, the Walter Camp and Doak Walker both were won by Kenneth Walker. Um, coach of the year was Luke Fickle, which hey. I think he, he definitely deserves it. But I think they, with how the voting ended up being, he kind of like ran away with it. And I think there was definitely some other coaches, uh, Sam Pittman, that deserved a little more recognition in the votings uh, when it comes to that. Um, Davey O'Brien also was won by uh, Bryce Young. Uh, the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm was won by Kenny Pickett. Um, the Blitnikoff Award was won by Jordan Addison, uh, the first Pittsburgh receiver to win that award since Larry Fitzgerald. Hey. Um, John Mackey Award was won by Colorado State's tight end Trey McBride. Hey, shout out to Colorado um, State for having a good player. <laughs> I remember uh, when I'm, I'm, I think he was I think he was one of the players that killed us when we played Colorado State and lost. So yeah, shout out to him. Um, Outland Trophy was won by Jordan Davis. Uh, the Lombardi was 
one by you don't have a last name here or a first name. It just says Aiden. Aiden and I don't Hutchinson. Have, oh, Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, don't know why I didn't put that two and two together. Terrible <laughs> football show. We're a terrible uh, show. Yeah, Remington. The Remington Award was won by Tyler Linderbaum. Sorry if I butchered that name. I think it's Linderbaum. Um, uh, the Bernard Award was won, also won by Jordan Davis. The Nagurski Award was won by Will Anderson. And the Dick Butkus Award was won by Nakobe Dean. So uh, shout out to those guys. Definitely deserve those uh, trophies. I'm trying to still find my um, thing that I had on the awards, but I seem to have lost it. Um, oh, no, here it is. So I'm just trying to look, do a quick look over here. Um, I think we pretty much covered it. Uh, Jim Thorpe Award, was, uh, which is the best defensive back in the country, was won by Cincinnati's Kobe Bryant. Oh, yeah, thank um, you. The Burlesworth, which is the uh, nation's top previous walk-on to earn a scholarship and go on to have a, a large impact on his team, was, of course, won by the hometown boy Grant Morgan of Arkansas. Um, which is the Burlesworth and the Broyles Trophy both came came from the University of Arkansas. That's good to see. Um, the Ray Guy Award was won by the Matt Ariaza from San Diego State, which is the nation's best punter. Um, let's see here. Oh, speaking of the Broyles Award, it was won by uh, Michigan's OC uh, Josh Gaddis or Datis. Um, and also we'll set out the most, uh, the academic Heisman, which is the William V. Campbell trophy was won by Iowa state's Charlie Kolar. So, um, I think that's pretty much everything, uh, on the trophies and the awards. You think they, uh, you think everything was uh, hit right or you think anyone got snubbed? Yeah, I, I think it was pretty much hit right. Um, I think definitely, I mean, the Heisman, the way the voting was, um, it, Bryce Young ran away with that. Um, I, I agree. Kenneth Walker was definitely probably you know one of the best offensive and running backs uh, in the in the country. Um, I think the only one that I really have an issue with is I agree Luke Fickle should have had uh, should have won the award, but I do think that Sam Pittman should have had a little more. Um, I guess kind of leverage in the votings um, by the voting, by what I saw by the voting, Luke Fickle pretty much like ran away with it. Um, but Hey, you know, they're undefeated first group of five team to hit the college football playoff. So shout out to him. Um, and then also the Blitnikoff award. Um, I mean, you the want to receiver, <laughs> Yeah. Traylon Burks, man, he, there, there's no way because I know the on these awards it's not just only stats, but it's also got to be an eye test. And he, the thing that frust- frustrates me the most, he didn't even make the top ten list Ooh. for that award. So you cannot tell me by stats and um and the eye test that he is not a top at least a top ten receiver in the country. Right and. And I would arguably say that he's the best, if not at least top four, to be a, a finalist. So I think those are kind of some snubs, but again, extremely biased as an Arkansas fan. So one that I th- I kind of bring into question, but at the same time, it's just like I get it. He's the Heisman winner. Is that I, you know, I understand he's an overall 
as a whole outstanding player. But if we're talking strictly a quarterback, I would have probably looked at Davey O'Brien for maybe Kenny Pickett. But maybe I'm a little biased because I really like Kenny Pickett. But I get it. Bryce is the Heisman winner for Alabama. They beat Georgia. He had a pretty good year, but I don't know. Kenny, if you look at you look at down to, to statistics, you know, Kenny Pickett, I think, you know, was overall the better quarterback. But again, you know, I get it. Alabama quarterback. They beat Georgia. They beat all this great competition. I, I, I get it. I get it. I understand why he's the Davy O'Brien. I would have just liked to see Kenny win that one. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, it, it just kind of goes hand in hand, right? If you win the Heisman, you're most likely going to win the Maxwell or and or the Davey O'Brien. With or whatever award for the position you are. Yeah. Um, and then uh, same way with the Walter Camp. If you win that award, most likely you're going to win the Doke, the Doke Walker if yep. you're running back. So it kind of goes hand in hand. Um, I mean, of course, I mean, you could say that with all offensive positions, right? If a receiver wins Heisman, most likely he's also going to win the Blitnikoff. Yep. So. So it just goes but, with hand in hand. It is what it is. But, hey, at but least Kenny Pickett won something. But I did see this thing saying that um, Kenny Pickett has emerged as the number one quarterback for the next year's draft. I did see so. that as well. I'm pretty pumped about that. No, actually, you know what? Let me backtrack. Let me backtrack. You know, uh, Bryce Young should not have won the Davy O'Brien. It should have been Bailey Zapp of Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers, baby. That's the best quarterback in the nation. <laughs> I'm gonna keep riding that train. <laughs> um, so before we move on from our just kind of talking points, because we already hit the transfer portal stuff. Um, Oregon hired their coach. Who was that? Who who did they hire? Uh, Georgia's defensive coordinator. That's right. That's um, right. How you feeling about that hire? Landing or something like that. Um, I think it's a good pick. Um, it's definitely a different type of hire than Oregon's had the last couple of years or last couple of coaches, um, including Chip Kelly. You know, kind of Chip Kelly kind of revolutionized college football. Yep. Um, with the whole RPO read option kind of play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the coach that they hired after Chip Kelly, he kind of just kind of continued that because I think it was the offensive coordinator at the time under Chip Kelly. Um, but then after that, you know, of course they brought in Mario Cristobal, which still kind of ran the kind of same offense, yep. kind of a, a spread RPO. And now they're not only bringing not only not bringing in an offensive coach, they're bringing they're bringing in a defensive-minded coach, which is definitely going to be a different look for Oregon. Um, I'm definitely looking to see um, the talks and the, uh, what offensive coordinator they're thinking about bringing in. Um, you know, especially since kind of the top commodity right now was Ole Miss's um, offensive coordinator, but of course he signed on to play under um, Brent Venables at Oklahoma. So, okay, okay. I, I I do feel good about where Miami is with Mario Cristobal. You know, we just hired for sure, officially hired, officially had the press conference for Dan Radicic, Radicic, whatever his name is, Radovich, uh, Clemson's AD. Um, which, you know, right right now, man, Miami is dishing out, I mean, a lot of money, you know, just to kind of get this whole thing done. Manny Diaz did get hired as the D.C. for Penn State. Shout out to you, Tyler. Um, so, but, I mean, I feel good about where Miami's at. We're spending a lot of money. We're really investing in, you know, we're hopefully going to get kind of back to a winning program. We'll see how it goes. Um, with that, uh, you got anything else uh, to kind of chat about, or do you want to jump into some picks here? 
Yeah, let's go ahead and take these picks. All right, let's do it. Uh, I know you can't hear the music uh, since you're over Discord, but I am going to play the music for the at least the listeners at home, wherever you're listening on the 30-plus platforms that we're on, like Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, CastBox, etc. Or if you're listening at youtube.com forward slash Sparky3, make sure to give us a like on the video, subscribe to the channel. Uh, so I'm going to hit the we're music. Also, a quick plug real quick, for the first time ever, this thing's being live-streamed over on my Twitch channel at the it moment. It is. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> twitch.tv forward slash I am razor underscore. So um, if you're listening to this, uh, I guess it could be a thing. If we ever do discord again, I could be live streaming to where you can get the episodes early. So I will say a live show is something that I would love to explore in the future. I've told Tyler that before I've told the boys that when, you know, like Zach and John and stuff, even though they're not involved with this show, they're still involved with like all talks of what happens at Sparky three. Uh, I have told them that I do want football, the terrible football show to be a live show at some point. It's just the matter of when <laughs> that's the thing. It's the matter of yeah. when, when like, I agree. And I think especially now with, I mean, you have a Twitch channel, of course I have a Twitch channel. You have YouTube where we could definitely branch out. Um, you know, you stream from, uh, you know, the Sparky 3 YouTube yep. while I'm streaming it from Twitch, kind of bring in all eyes as possible. So definitely go give us a follow and um, or subscription on whatever platform. Leave us a rating, a comment, and let us know what you think. For sure, for sure. Um, all right, so let's hit the music here. Um, start off with the normal, which also, for the record, I am going to add more music. I've been lazy and just have not done it. I just want that record to be known. There will be some new tracks in the future. Uh, so we're going to start off with our bowl games here. We are at 12 to pick from. These games are taking place from the 17th to the 22nd is the current date range. And also make sure to go compete against us in the Capital One Bowl Mania. That link's down in the description below. Get on there. Make your picks. If Depending on how well you do, there could be a prize. Uh, so we'll kick things off with the Bahamas Bowl. That is uh, Mid-Tennessee and Toledo. Tyler picked Mid-Tennessee. How you feeling on this one? Um, unfortunately, I haven't really wa- paid attention to either one of these teams this year. Um, but I did go ahead and pick the favorite, um, Toledo with this. Um, I believe, um, not only with like ESPN had them pick, picked, I mean, it's like 91% last time I checked, but, um, also they are, um, a nine or 10 and a half point favorite right now. So, I'm going with Toledo as well, and I, I, I think that's what I picked in my bowl mania. I'm, a couple of these are kind of foggy on how I did with my bowl mania. Uh, next one is the Cure Bowl, NIU and Coastal Carolina. I'm going with Coastal Carolina. Tyler went with NIU. How you feeling on it? I was really wanting to go Northern Illinois. I think I've actually let. I, I think I've actually picked them to win all three games that we or all three four weeks that we've covered them at this show since I've been on. Um, but unfortunately, I did go with Coastal Carolina. They're just playing too good right now. I mean, they're a ten and two team right now. They spread. They also have Coastal Carolina at ten and a half favorite. Um, so I had to go with Coastal. Okay. Uh, next up, the Boca Raton Bowl. We got Western uh, Western Kentucky and Appalachian State. You know, I got to go with my boy Bailey Zap. We're going with Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, and so is Tyler. Um, I am I am as well. I love great quarterback play, and um, Appalachian State's got a good quarterback. But they do, yeah. I mean, Bailey Zapp is next uh, level. Is on another level. He, so, he is the um, true Heisman winner. 
but they do have Appalachian State as a three-point favorite at, at this moment. So oh, okay. Next up, New Mexico Bowl. We got uh, University of Texas El Paso and Fresno <coughs> State. I'm going with Fresno on this one, and as is Tyler. Um, I am I am as well going with Fresno State. Um, I most only because I picked against them with San Jose State and they blew them out. So I'm going with Fresno State. <laughs> Independence Bowl, UAB and BYU. Tyler and I are both going BYU. I am as well going BYU. Uh, next up, the Lending Tree Bowl, Eastern Michigan with that dope-ass gray field, and Liberty, Malik Willis's second to final college game, if you count the Senior Bowl. If, if you don't count the Senior Bowl, this is his final college game. I'm going with Liberty. Tyler is going with the Eagles. Yeah, um, I've been a big fan of Malik uh, ever since last year. Um, again, I'm a big fan of great quarterback play. I think he's a great quarterback. He could definitely be a sleeper pick in the fourth or late third, uh, early sixth rounds in the draft this upcoming year. Um, so I'm going with uh, Liberty. Next up, this one's tough for me to pick. Jimmy Kimmel, L.A. Bowl, Utah State, and Oregon State. It's tough for me to pick because this is probably going to be the one where I, where I have my one, my one emotional pick because I think Utah State's going to be the one to win it. But, boy, give me the Beavers. I'm going with Oregon State. I was doing the same, but again, I kind of go back to Fresno State. I've been going against Blake Anderson and, and Utah State <laughs> yeah. all season. Um, but I'm going to give them some credit. They're 10-3 and three right now. Um, they're favored to win this game. Um, I'm rocking with Utah State. All right, bet. New Orleans Bowl, we have Louisiana Lafayette and Marshall. I'm going with uh, the Raging Cajuns on this one. Yeah, Raging Cajuns, uh, they're just too good right now. Um, they're playing some great football. I mean, they're twelve and one. I know they play in a Sun Belt conference that's kind of depleted with Arkansas State not not playing up to to level, but um, going with the Raging Cajuns. Uh, as is Tyler, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. We have ODU and Tulsa. Tyler is going with Old Dominion. I really don't know how to pick on this one. I think I'm gonna rock with Tulsa though. Yeah, I'm rocking with Tulsa only because I. When I wanted to beat up on a team because I was angry um, at NCAA football 14, I would play Old Dominion and <laughs> beat them by like 80. So I'm going to go with Tulsa. Idaho Potato Bowl, Kent State and Wyoming. Naturally, Tyler's going with <laughs> Wyoming. How you feeling on this one? Uh, I'm going to side with him. I'm going uh, Wyoming. Uh, this is kind of a Vegas kind of has this game as a 50-50 or ESPN has this kind of a, as a 50-50 game. Um, but I'm going with Wyoming. All right. Uh, as am I. Next up, the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Bowl, University of Texas, San Antonio, and San Diego State University. Honestly, this is probably going to be a damn good bowl game in this first stretch. I'm going to be real with you. Yeah, this is probably one that I'm probably looking the most forward to in this first week. Um, and this is going to be my emotional pick, even though I've been kind of riding with them all year uh, since I've been on the show. Um, San Diego State right now is is a oh no they're actually a two and a half point underdog at the moment. Um, but I'm and they're ranked in the top twenty five though. But I'm still going to go with uh, the U, uh, University of Texas San Antonio. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Give me the Roadrunners. Uh, Tyler's rocking with the Aztecs there. Uh, and the last one for this first stretch is the Armed Forces Bowl. We have Missouri and Army, which Army is actually the favorite right now, which shocked Shane and I both. 
Yeah, um, very shocking. With a team like Army, I didn't expect them to be a favorite, especially coming out of Vegas. Um, I'm not really sure what the what the favorite is on ESPN. Um, I think it's actually Missouri on ESPN, but I am gonna go with Missouri. Um, Army's a favorite right now. They're sitting at three and a half. Um, so I'm definitely definitely gonna I'm gonna pick with Missouri during bowl season. I'm one of these annoying guys that just picks the SEC unless you know, of course, it's a good game like Georgia and Michigan or Alabama Cincinnati. Like. I'll go straight and unbiased on those type of games. But for the most part, I'm going to go SEC, um, even though I don't like Missouri whatsoever. But I'm, I'm picking the Tigers to win this game. I'm rocking with you on that one. I'm going to go with the Tigers. I just feel like they have too much on offense, especially the running back. I feel like the running back in Missouri is actually a low-key stud. Um, and Tyler's going to rock with the Black Knights on this one, so we'll see how it goes for him. Uh, next up, the last two games for the FCS Playoffs. We have these two and then the championship, man. We're almost done with FCS. It's been a, ro- a wild ride. Sam Houston lost last week. Fucking yeah. insane. I would not have expected that. That was mine in year one loss. Yeah, Montana State kind of put it on them. Uh, wasn't even close. <laughs> First so. one we got is James Madison, which, of course, is leaving FCS level and going to Conference USA and FBS going against North Dakota State University, the a.k.a. the Alabama of FCS football. Uh, Tyler's going with James Madison on this one. I kind of want to I kind of want to pick James because of what we were saying last week that I would like to see them or Sam Houston leave on top, but I already had my one emotional pick. I think I got to go with the logical one, and I'm going to go with the Bison. Right. Um, I, you know, if it was this time, if this game was la- this time last week, I'd be right there with you. But as Lee Corso and as Tyler's probably going to be laughing with doing this, not so fast. I'm going with James Madison. I uh, listened to an interview from James Madison coach last uh, last night on my way home from work. Um, and this man um, coached under Nick Saban for a couple of years, along with some other Hall of Fame co- coaches in the, in the Division One level. Um, so I'm going with James Madison. Damn, I didn't know that. It's a good pick then. I'm, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with the bison. I'm going to stick with my gut. Next up, San Diego State University and Montana State. Uh, are you going to go with Montana State after the beatdown they put on against Sam? Man, I, I want to. But, again, I'm trying. Uh, these are these are both emotional picks. My heart says to pick Montana State. They're, I think they are a better team. But man, that South Dakota quarterback. I know. I've been rocking. I've been rocking with him all year, man. Same. Same. Or at least since I've been on the show. So I'm going to go in uh, South Dakota State. That's who I'm rocking with as well, and so is Tyler. Man, he's just that quarterback is fucking electric. Okay, I mean that's just the bottom line. Like going into the rivalry game that is North Dakota State and South Dakota State, that was the one factor for me to want to pick South Dakota State over North Dakota State when that was our FCS game of the week at the time. This is before you were on. Um, it's just because that quarterback, and you know, at South Dakota, man, he's next level. I mean, he is he is legitimate FCS threat. Um, so, gonna I, that's gonna be a hell of a championship game if you got the Bison and the Jackrabbits rivalry game, historic game there as in terms of a rivalry as the championship. Ooh, that's gonna be fun to watch. 
Uh, from there, uh, we got your sharp picks of the week for college. Uh, so what you got picked out for us to bet on this week? I don't, for the record, for the listeners, I don't have Tyler's picks, but we're honest people. So whatever he picks later on, when I ask him tomorrow, you know, we're going to go ahead and count it and reflect it for next week when we go over the records. We're honest people. Trust me. Um, so what, what, what do we got going on for your spreads this week? Well, and plus, you know, he's not doing too hot in betting anyway. So yeah, it might be better for him. Um, but so Shane Sharp picks of the week uh, for Bow Week One. I've got three matchups here. I've got Coastal Carolina and Northern Illinois. Um, Coastal Carolina is currently sitting at a ten and a half point favorite, um, and the over under sitting at sixty three and a half. God, that's so much, dude. And it opened up at Coastal Carolina nine and a half, and the over under still stayed the same at sixty three and a half. That this is tough, man. I've got Coastal winning, but it, do I have them winning by you know ten and a half? That's the question. I mean, I don't think NIU is a terrible team. Um, God, that's tough. <laughs> How are you feeling on it? I, I definitely, I, like I said, this is definitely a team that uh, in Northern Illinois that I've I've really liked for a while now. Um, they've been playing some great football this year, so I'm actually going Northern Illinois to plus ten and a half to cover that 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 spread, and I'm also going the under. Um, I think I'm gonna ride with you on that. I, I just I I think NIU is gonna lose, but I don't think they're gonna lose by that much, and I'm gonna go with the under as well. Uh, what's your next one? Um, I've got Appalachian State and your man Bailey Zapp with the Hilltoppers, uh, Western Kentucky. Uh, Appalachian State's currently sitting at a three-point favorite with this over/under at sixty-eight. Give me that um, plus it, three up front. It, Hammer it. it. It opened up uh, Appalachian State as a two and a half point favorite with over/under being at sixty-seven and a half. Um, I am, I am going to. I'm gonna side with you. I've got the the plus three, um, West, West, Western Kentucky, and I'm actually going to go under. I'm gonna go under. I'm going the plus three, and I'm going the over. Actually, I think they're gonna put up some points. I think a majority. I think fifty of those points of that sixty-eight we're trying to cover is gonna be from the Hilltoppers alone. All right, what do we got next? All right, final game for the College Bowl Week One. I've got uh, Missouri and Army, which was, was this was originally wow. not one of my games, but because of the um, Army being favored in this game, I thought it'd be interesting to pick. So uh, Army is the, currently the favorite at three and a half. Um, the over/under on the game is fifty-eight. Give me and the plus opened, three and a half, and give me the under. Okay, and it opened up uh, Army two and a half. And over under at sixty. It's wild to me that Army's the favorite, but okay. So, um, I am going to pick Missouri to cover. Uh, so Missouri plus three and a half, okay. and I'm going to stay over fifty eight. Okay. All right, we're moving on to our week fifteen picks for the NFL. Uh, this week we do have two Saturday games. Happens every year around Christmas. Um. I don't know if I'm going to actually count that as Saturday games on our, you know, spreadsheet that I have. Uh, mostly because if I do that, it's going to fuck with all the formulas that I have where I, I'm going to have to re-enter some formulas. You know what I mean? 
Uh, So they may just get shafted and just be considered noon games for us. It's just two games. It's not a big deal. Um, So kicking off with Thursday Night Football, we've got a pretty good matchup here. Uh, Big AFC West game of Kansas City at the Chargers. How are you feeling on this one? Tyler's going with the Chargers, actually. Um, I'm actually there with him. I'm going to pick the Chargers to win this game. Kansas City's been playing some great football. I mean, I, I don't think they've lost a game in a couple of weeks. Um, but I'm going to go with the Chargers. Uh, I love Justin Herbert uh, and that Chargers team. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs, actually. Give me the Chiefs on this one. I like what I'm seeing out of them. Uh, next up for our two Saturday games, we have Vegas and Cleveland. Tyler's going with Vegas. I think I'm going to rock with the Brownies on this one. I think I am as well. I'm going to rock with Cleveland and Baker Mayfield. Um, Vegas, I don't, I don't know what's going on with them. They're abysmal. <coughs> Uh, the Saturday night game, a pretty good game, honestly. New England and Indianapolis. Will that New England defense that has been playing phenomenal be able to stop Jonathan Taylor? That's going to be the question. Um, I think I, I really w- would love to pick Indy here, but you know, defense defenses most of the time win games uh, along with championships. So I'm going to have to rock as much as I hate to. I'm going to have to rock with New England. I'm going to rock with New England as well. Tyler is going with Indy. Uh, running through our noon games here. First up, we have Dallas and the Giants. Tyler's going with the Giants. How are you feeling? Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'll get in some background noise. Who, who are they playing again? Uh, Dallas and the Giants. Oh, I'm going Dallas. That's, that's yeah, Dallas. Tyler went a little off, off the – the deep end here for his uh, his noon picks, in my opinion. Uh, next up, we have Houston and Jacksonville. Fuck, give me Houston. Easy. Yeah, give me Houston as well. Same with Tyler. Tennessee and Pitt. Tyler's going with Pitt. Uh, how are you feeling on it? I'm actually going to go Tennessee. That's who um, I'm rocking with as well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, next up, the Jets and Miami. Tyler went with the Jets. I'm going to rock with the Fins. Let's go, Fins up. Yeah, I'm, I'm rocking with Miami as well. Washington and Philly. You know who I'm going. It's about Minshew Mania, baby, up in Philadelphia. I don't know if he's starting. I have no idea. But either way, I'm rocking with Philly. <laughs> I think he's starting. I think Jalen Hurts is still out. Uh, yeah, I think so too. But I'm actually going to go play. I'm actually going to go Washington. Um, they're playing some great football. I'm a big fan of Ron Rivera. Um, and plus, Cam Crow from Arkansas. <laughs> Uh, is uh, playing some really good football. I'm going to go with Washington. Uh, Tyler's going with Philly. Next up, Arizona at Detroit. Tyler actually picked Detroit here. I'm going with the cards. Uh, I am as well. I'm sticking with Arizona. Carolina at Buffalo. I'm going with Buffalo. Tyler picked against his squad. That's a sign that he's given up on his team. He's going with Carolina. Um, I'm actually going to go with him. I think somehow... Cam Newton, uh, again, I'm trying to ride this train of Cam Newton until it falls off the tracks. So I'm going to go with uh, Carolina and Cam Newton. All right, afternoon games. First up, we got Cincinnati at Denver. Give me Cincy. They're playing some damn good ball. They are. Um, I would love to do an emotional pick right here and go Denver, but I, I uh, for my brain's sake, I'm going to go Cincinnati. Next up, Atlanta at San Fran. Give me the Niners. George Kittle's on next level right now. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go Niners. Seattle at the Rams. How this was such a damn good game just a few seasons ago, and now it's just one-sided in my opinion. Give me the Rams. 
this is my emotional pick. Uh-oh. I'm going to go Seahawks. Okay. Uh, I think somehow they pull it off, and it'll cause havoc in the NFC, but go Hawks. Uh, also, Tyler picked the Niners. I don't know if I said that. Um, he also says, fuck you, Jeremy. Uh, and then he's also picking the Rams. Next up, uh, Green Bay at Baltimore. Give me the Packers. I'm going uh, Green Bay as well. Um, Lamar, I don't know if he'll be ready. Uh, re- reports are saying that he sprained his ankle in that game, and I know how tough that is to come back in only a week's time, so going Packers. So is Tyler. Sunday Night Football, New Orleans at Tampa. Give me Tampa. Give me Tampa Tommy. Yeah, right now you can't really vote against Tampa Bay, so going with the Buccaneers. So is Tyler. And Monday Night Football, thankfully the Bears' final fucking primetime game of the year that I wish we weren't on, Minnesota at Chicago. I'm going Minnesota. Uh, That's who I'm going to go with as well. Tyler went with uh, Chicago. Um, So what are your picks, what are your spreads for the NFL? What do we got going on? All right, so Shane's sharp picks of the week for NFL Week 15. I've got the Thursday night game, Kansas City and the Chargers. Um, it opened up Kansas City three-point favorite with the over-under sitting at 49.5. It is currently sitting still uh, Kansas City three-point favorite. Uh, the Chargers, are, uh, and it's a 52 over-under. I think Casey's going to win. <sighs> Minus three. Hmm. Well, how are you feeling on it? Well, I picked the Chargers to win this game, so um, yeah, I'm still going to rock with that three. on my on my picks as well. So I'm going to pick Chargers plus three, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go under on this. I think, um, even though as much as I would love to see an offensive battle and them score seventy points between the two of them, uh, I think in order to win this game, a defense is going to have to step up. Um, so I'm going to go under on that. I think the Chiefs are going to win, but I could see the Chargers keeping it within three, and that's my that's my internal struggle right now. Um, for the over under, I'm gonna rock with you. I'm gonna say under. Um, and I think I'm gonna go. Uh, no, I'm gonna trust my gut. I'm gonna go minus three, minus three. Chiefs, give it to me. Uh, what's your next one? I've got uh, the uh, a Saturday game. Um, which we do have four. We do have four games this week. I picked one for each day: Friday, Saturdays, uh, Thursday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, so I've got New England at Indianapolis. Uh, Indianapolis is currently a two-point favorite. Um, the over/under is sitting at forty-five and a half. It opened up at two and a half. New England and over/under being forty-three and a half. So I am going to rock, even though I picked New England to, to win this game. Uh, in my picks, I'm going to go with a minus two for Indy. Um, and then I'm going to pick the over. I'm going plus two, uh, New England, and I'm going the over. Um, third game is going to be uh, Sunday game. It's going to be Green Bay and Baltimore. Green Bay is currently sitting at a four and a half point favorite uh, with the over under being 43 and a half. Um, Green, uh, it opened up at Green Bay being a two point favorite and the over under being 45 and a half. So I am going to take Green Bay with the minus four and a half, and I'm going to take the under on this. I'm going minus four and a half and over. Um, final game I've got the Monday night game, Michi- uh, Michigan, uh, Minnesota and Chicago. 
Um, Minnesota is currently sitting at a three and a half point favorite <coughs> over under sitting at 44. Um, it opened up at Minnesota being a four point favorite and the over under being 43 and a half. Um, I'm taking Minnesota with the uh, minus three and a half and I'm going to take the under um, just because I think Minnesota will score majority of the points. Um, I think it'll probably be like a 28, um, 28, seven game, something like that. So I'm, I'm going to take the under on that as well. Minus three and a half. And I'm going under with you. Um, all right. Uh, finishing off the show here. Uh, we have our terrible fantasy league standings. Uh, Nate is 11 and three. J max 10 and four. Jimmy's nine and five. Tony's eight and six and fourth. Brady is eight and six and fifth. Tyler's eight and six and sixth. Dave is six and eight and seventh. And I am trash on the rise with a five and nine record. I've won like three or four in a row. Now we are, we're on the rise. We're going to, we're going to dominate the losers playoffs. Okay. That's what's going to happen. All right. I'm determined on this. I'm going to, I'm going to walk away with something. Uh, no fantasy thoughts. You see my record. I have no fantasy thoughts for you. Go somewhere else. Go, go, go ask someone else for fantasy thoughts. You're not getting shit out of me. Not until next season. Yeah. Not getting anything out of me. I still have a chance in both of my leagues to, I think I'm in the, I think I made the final spot with my win last week at the sixth seed. Um, but I'm, I think I'm sitting at six and eight in my leagues. I have no room for any fantasy slots, but as always, just in case follow the Twitter at a terrible FB show, uh, just in case we do give those out yep. also for our bowl projection, our bowl projections. Um, you can follow myself at, uh, at Shane marks with three S's on the end or, uh, I am or underscore I am Razor. You can follow Mr. Alex Light at is it at Alex Light twenty three at Alex Light twenty three. Yep, yep. Um, and then Tyler, he's not here. You can follow, give him a follow at Tyler Honey sixteen. Yep. Um, um, I'm gonna go ahead and, and I'm gonna do the outro here if you don't mind. Uh, what do you have or what are you having for dinner? Uh, I had Sonic. Uh, since we recorded pretty late, and my power was out. I just went and grabbed something, kind of just chilled over there, charged my phone in my car, watched some videos, watched a couple interviews, stuff like that. Uh, what about you? What do you, what did you have, or what are you having? Um, so I had a kind of a late lunch uh, around three o'clock or so. Um, I was preparing for the show, and I didn't want to be hungry, so Fair. I went and grabbed some quick McDonald's because my daughters weren't daddy. Let's go to McDonald's. I want McDonald's. So careful, you might McDonald's. give them an idea. Yeah, I know. So I went to McDonald's, <laughs> got them, got them some food, got myself a snack. Um, but then when the show was kind of teetering on if we were gonna have it or not, um. I made some homemade deer chili, Ooh. and then I tossed in some Fritos and cheese. So there I made you go. Frito chili cheese pie with uh, deer meat. My so man. Pretty, pretty fire. That's what I'm talking about. That's some good shit right there, dude. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and sign off here uh, so Shane can get back to do some streaming maybe. Uh, I can probably get ready for bed probably since I have work in the morning. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you made it all the way to the end, you're an absolute legend. Make sure you go join our Bowl Mania. It's not too late. It's still possible. Join in. Get your ass beat by me because I'm going to go perfect, completely undefeated for sure. No doubt in my mind. Uh, but just in case I don't, there will be a prize potentially. We'll see. Uh, and like to, you know, do everything that Shane said. Give us all a follow. Go follow us at Terrible FB Show, etc., etc. If you want to support us for a Patreon, it's a great way to do so. But don't feel obligated. Just be a friend. Tell a friend. Of course, if you are checking this out on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel, and be a friend. Tell a friend. Until next time, guys. Have a good one. See ya.